What's up, gang? Andrew Cooper here, aka Coop A Fiasco on Twitter. This is Coop's fantasy football fiasco uh, here with Fantasy Alarm, Better Network, sponsored by FFPC. And ladies and gentlemen, we have made it. I'm sure you probably have a couple drafts left, but it is now crunch time. We're actually setting lineups. We're making moves. It's it's real. It's here. Football on Thursday, baby. We watched a little college football this weekend, some minor league football, some NFL tryouts. Got to admit, watching Coach Prime, the whole thing, pretty fun. But time to get serious. So far with the show, we've gone through. We did all the strategy. We did all the hypotheticals. We built our lineups. We built balanced lineups. That's why we had guys on to do robust RB and zero RB and yin and yang tight end and late round QB. We did all that. But now that we have those players together, we need to go about attacking these games, attacking this slate. So two shows left before the big Sunday. This is the last show before Thursday football, before we go live here. So what we're going to do, we're going to break down the slate today. I'm going to go through each game. I'm bringing on my man, Corey Parson, the fantasy exec, a guy who's been around for years and years to help with the one o'clock games. He's going to come on at the midway point. Uh, I'll, I'll look at the primetime games here. Then we'll bring Corey in and then we'll finish up looking at the four o'clock games. We're going to go through and look at it from every aspect that you might be interested in from a betting perspective, from a DFS perspective, from a fantasy football lineup perspective, who we can trust, who we can't trust. And then on Friday, what we'll do is I'll have my full weekly rankings, my week one rankings, and we'll just break those down. And you can ask any questions at that point and, and we'll go through and do that. So uh, that's the way we're going to do it. That's the way we're going to do it. And we're going to crush our leagues because we're all set up. We built our rosters the right way. And then now it's just a matter of slotting in the right players and making sure we get things done. So the first game I want to talk about, let's talk about the very first one. This Thursday monster game. I mean, there are some amazing games this week. Two of them I'm going to talk about in this section that are just perfect. They're amazing. This first one, Lions at Chiefs. Are you kidding me? Uh, 54 point over under. You're going to want to get as many guys in as possible from this game. The problem is not all of them are locks. We're going to learn a lot from this game. Some of these games, you look at them, and we'll talk about games like, you know, the Steelers 49ers game, where you look at it and you're like, oh, I just start everybody in this game because all they're all high-end players. In a game like this, we're going to learn so much that we can use for the rest of the season. So for this game, uh, over under, let's talk about the game itself first. Minus seven, the Chiefs are favored in this one. Uh, and I've seen six and a half. Here's the deal. The Chiefs for eight years straight have won their home opener. And this is the Super Bowl team gets the luxury of playing the first game at home. The only time that I can remember where the Super Bowl winner didn't play at home was when the Ravens won and the uh, the owner of the Orioles refused to move an Orioles game so that the Ravens could play a home game. Absolute travesty. And they had to go on the road against the Broncos and they lost that game. But I expect the Chiefs to win this game. Uh, I'm definitely not going to bet on the Lions to outright win. And what I would do personally if I was going to bet on this game, and I'll probably put some some things in, some props, things like that, because it is the first game of the year. Uh, I'll take the Chiefs so I can get them six and a half. I'm not going to take the seven. I think that, you know, the Chiefs winning by seven sounds about right to me. On the over-under, I'm just not touching that. I, I want it to be a high-scoring game. I want this to be a shootout. I don't like to bet against things that I want to see, but I'm also not going to bet on over 54. No other game is even close to that. So uh, what's up, guys? Trickling in the chat. How are we doing today? Uh, so, yeah, I'm not betting on that. For must-start players, I'm looking at 
Obviously, you're starting Patrick Mahomes. Obviously, you're starting Travis Kelsey. You're starting Almond Ross St. Brown. And I think if you paid up for Jameer Gibbs, you are starting Jameer Gibbs. Those are the guys from this game that I look at it and I'm starting them no matter what, no matter what. But I personally am also starting a couple other guys a little farther down ahead and in some situations ahead of players I drafted ahead of them. I'll give you an example. I drafted a high stakes league over at FFPC, right? That's one of my favorite places to play. Uh, the format's great. It's a tight end premium, which I love. And, uh, you know, the it's kind of the gold plated place to play. It's where the uh, best high stakes gamers play. If you can win a league over there, you know, you say, oh, I'm a FFPC high stakes champion. And you throw it in your Twitter profile and it's super cool, right? If you want to play over there, use uh, go to myffpc.com, use promo code ALARM and they'll uh, give you $25 if you deposit 35 or more. So I drafted a team over there, right? And I took Anthony Richardson as my first QB off the board. And then I took uh, Dalton Kincaid as my first tight end off the board. These guys are high risk, high reward players. And that's what I want in these high stakes leagues. Uh, in this particular one, it's a 12 man league. But when you get to week 13, the, the best teams from that league go into the next round and you have a shot to win uh, a half a million dollars. Right. So for me, I'm taking uh, those guys as high risk, high reward players. But I circled back and I took uh, Jared Goff as my QB2 and I took Sam Laporta as my tight end two. Well, I look at this game with a shootout potential, 54 point over under, Lions or dogs, Jamison Williams isn't playing. And I say to myself, even though I took Anthony Richardson and Dalton Kincaid first, I'm actually going to start Jared Goff and Sam Laporta over those guys. Right. Forget, uh, obviously you start your studs, but that to me applies to maybe the first four, five, six guys you draft. After that, I'm playing the matchups, man. I'm playing this game. I'm not starting, uh, you know, if I have a, you know, a, uh, a, my wide receiver three or four going up against one of the best corners in the league, a Sauce Gardner type guy, I'm not going to play him, right? So I start Stephon Diggs against Sauce Gardner because he's a stud. But if I had a lesser player, I wouldn't put him in that situation. I would just start somebody else. So in this case, I am starting my QB two and my tight end two over my first two guys because I'm good at this, right? And because we planned in advance, we waited on quarterback, took two guys, and now we're going to play the matchups at least early on. And then if somebody breaks out, which is ideal, we drop the other guy, we trade the other guy. So that's what I'm doing. If you want to do stuff like that, go over to myffpc.com, use promo code alarm, and they'll give you 25 bucks if you deposit 35 or more. Uh, Erndog, keep putting the question, the, the comments and questions up on the screen there because I actually can't see the chat right now. Sorry, guys. But what up, Kevin Tompkins? I saw a better boss in here earlier. Uh, and I got to admit, there's guys at the fringe here that I'm I'm keeping an eye on in this game. Guys that we have to see what happens. And better boss, this is my guy. Shout out better boss. He loves Richie James. Honestly, I'm keeping an eye on him. The moment they came out and said that Justin Ross and Rashi Rice we're going to be package players, part-time players, where it's like, hey, you know, the full playbook is, let's say, hypothetically, 100 plays. You take a guy like Rashi Rice, who's a rookie, and say, hey, make sure you know these 30, like the back of your hand. Kadarius Tony, make sure you know these plays, like the back of your hand. And when it's time, you'll go in for this package of plays. That's kind of what they're doing with uh, Justin Ross, Rashi Rice, and honestly, probably Kadarius Tony still, too. I know he's been banged up. But that means that Sky Moore... And they didn't tell us outright that Sky Moore, MVS, and Richie James have a shot to potentially be two full-time players. Sure, I'll stash those guys. Uh, so my last advice for this game kind of revolves around that. It revolves around 
Uh, know your format, know your setting, know the rules of your leagues. If you play on Sleeper or, or uh, Yahoo, uh, you can potentially drop your kicker, add a player, and then drop that player after they've played and add a kicker back. There are now settings where you can shut that off. And I think it probably should be shut off because you know I've been taking advantage of it for years, but it kind of is a backhanded move, right? So if you can do that, then go in and if you know, unless you if you have Justin Tucker, leave him in there. But if you have some kicker that you're you're not in love with, drop the kicker, add Richie James or or you know, or obviously Sam Laporte if he's available, Sky Moore if they're available, but you know, throw a Rashi Rice, throw them on the bench, see what happens. Even a Clyde Edwards Alaire, you know, in this game, we don't get the running back handcuff because all four running backs, uh, the top running backs for the two teams should be rostered in every league, right? Like definitely add those guys if they're not. If you look at your waivers right now and you can potentially drop your kicker and hold on to a guy and then add him back, make sure that Jameer Gibbs, David Montgomery, Isaiah Pacheco, and Jarek McKinnon are all rostered. They absolutely need to be rostered, especially in that format, but they probably are already. So that's how I'm handling this Thursday game. Super excited for it. Super excited. I'll tell you what, for my DFS, if I'm making DFS lineups, I'm putting Travis Kelsey and I'm putting Sam Laporte in the lineup. That's the one thing I'm doing. The rest I'll figure out. I'll probably make a Mahomes team. I'll probably make a golf team. We'll mix and match, but I'm double stacking the tight ends. I'm feeling good about it. I'm a tight end guy. I'm excited about it. So that's the first one. Uh, the other primetime games, we have Cowboys Giants minus three Cowboys, uh, our favorite in this one, 47 point over under. Uh, honestly, I'm going to save this one and we're going to talk to Corey Parson about it when he gets in because he's a big Cowboys fan. So I told him he was only going to look at the one o'clock games. I'm I'm making him look at this Cowboys game with us too. And honestly, I'm going to try and sneak him, see if I can get him to stay for the 4 p.m. ones after. If not, uh, if he has to go, we'll have him do Cowboys and the 1 p.m. games. And then after that, I'll handle the 4 p.m. games myself. We'll break down these slates. We'll get deep into all the fantasy relevant players across the board here. So the other game, when I looked at this slate, if you were the schedule maker, you were probably uh, you know, doing cartwheels, doing somersaults, backflips knowing that you can do a Lions-Chiefs game to start it, right? Because the Chiefs have to play the first game. They won the Super Bowl. And you look at the schedule, say Lions, electric. Let's do that. The other one, Bills, Jets. Are you kidding me? We're going to get Bills at Jets on Monday night under the lights in New York City on 9-11 for Aaron Rodgers' first game with the Jets. That is going to be wild. I want players in that game. I'm going to be playing DFS. We're going to be betting it. I, personally, I will say I'm actually not going to bet on the game itself on what team wins. I think there's too much uncertainty there. If this was like Bengals bills and both teams are basically bringing back the same teams from last year, I'd be in man. But I just, the way it is now where the bills are the bills and the jets, you know, have all the hard knock steam and we have no idea what we're about to get here. I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to pick somebody to win that game. Honestly, as a Patriots fan, I don't even know who I want to win that game. I think I want the Jets. Hard to say, man. But I do know over under 46, we're going to have fantasy relevant players in this. I don't care about Sauce Gardner. I know it's not ideal, but I'm, I'm, there's no one I'm, there's no situation unless it's a crazy keeper or dynasty league where I can put Stephon Diggs on my bench. So I'm starting Josh Allen. I'm starting Stephon Diggs. I'm starting Garrett Wilson. Those guys are must start. The next group, honestly, Dalton Kincaid, I like the idea. And if I win, if he's my only tight end or if I drafted two high-risk tight ends, then I'm starting Kincaid. But I would start Sam Laporta over Kincaid given his matchup. And if I have a safer option, even like honestly, 
as sad as it is, like a Tyler Higby with no Cooper Cup, I would probably start them and just hope that Kincaid is what we believe he is. But if he's not, I mean, we just don't know. Too much uncertainty. There. So much uncertainty. We don't really know who's going to be, if he's going to be a full-time guy. We're hoping he is, but he might not be. So it's hard to start him there. Uh, you know, the other guys that are flex-worthy, I would say are guys like Gabe Davis, Alan Lazard. Definitely consider those guys. I'm not considering any other wide receiver from either team. Uh, one guy I'm definitely not starting in this game is Tyler Conklin. And it's not that I don't like Tyler Conklin. And it's not that I don't think Rodgers can throw touchdowns to anybody because I saw him throw 11 to Robert Tunyon that one time, which was absurd. Uh, it's that this team, the Bills, they have been tight end killers for the last couple of years. As you guys know, I'm pretty deep in the tight end game. And I do uh, weekly updates for the yin-yang tight end for all of it every single week. This team has Jordan Poyer and they have Matt Milano. And you can literally go back and look at the games where Matt Milano, Matt Milano is a very injury-prone player. You can look at the games where Matt Milano played or didn't play, and those are the games where the tight end plays well against this team. And when he does play, he just erases them. That's the one thing he does. One of the best tight ends in the league at covering tight ends and running backs, Matt Milano is. So no Tyler Conklin for me. No Tyler Conklin, not in DFS, not in anything. Uh, the other one is I'm staying away from, Brees Hall. Dalvin Cook, I just don't like it. I don't. If I have anyone else, I'm going. I'm starting them. If you paid up for Brees Hall and he's your RB two, and you have no one else better in the flex, start him. Just know that it's completely up in the air. One guy had knee surgery. One guy had shoulder surgery. They say they're both going to play. They say they're both going to split. Aaron Rodgers is going to be calling the plays himself, like he always does at the line, trying to get those you know uh, offsides where he can just chuck it up deep. It's going to be your quintessential slow Aaron Rodgers game with a split backfield and we don't even know if this team is going to be able to compete with the bills i'm just staying away from the running backs completely so that's where i'm at uh again those we just covered the lions and we covered the lions chiefs and we covered the uh packers bills uh now we're going to hear from our guys real quick at ffpc then we're going to bring on the fantasy exec man a legend in this industry award winner uh you know a host now he was Longtime Sirius XM host. Now he graces the airways of uh, our better network here. I'm going to bring him in. And he just, he's a keen eye for these games, both from a betting standpoint and from a fantasy standpoint. So let's hear from the FFPC guys and we'll bring Corey in and uh, figure out what we, should, what we should do with these one o'clock games. So let's get into some best ball philosophy here. Yeah. In your experience, going back many, many, many years drafting in national tournaments, Bradley. Have you historically been shying away from the running back position in favor of wide receivers? In favor of, if you're drafting in the FFPC, tight end premium format, in favor of tight ends as well. Is that the smart play when you're drafting this early in the drafting season? Yeah, so taking value is going to be huge. And looking at like running backs and, and wide receivers, like you're you want to take a look at what, how the structure is so you mentioned earlier the ffpc has a couple different types like they've got super flex and one quarterback and so that's going to change your strategy a little bit uh if you have only two wide receivers or if you're drafting three wide receivers um and of course the ppr is a different aspect compared to other formats or other tournaments and so keeping in mind the pass catching uh upside of some of the running backs may be more valuable in those formats so the austin ecklers the christian mccaffreys um may be more value because they get more receptions you know and so 
like I loved taking late shots a couple of years ago on like the JD McKissicks of the world who would get right. 50 receptions really cheaply. Uh, so that's something to, to consider. But when it comes to like overall value, like you're drafting, you're in the middle of a draft and you you just noticed that, I don't know, maybe it's Chris Godwin has fallen 14 spots, but Chris Godwin was not in your plans to be drafting. Like maybe you don't have a strong player take on Chris Godwin or he's not a, we're not like, my take is that I don't think the Bucks are going to be particularly good this year. But for him to be dropping, let's say, 14 spots is a more than a full round. And based on the data that we've seen, you're, if you get to draft a player more than 12 spots ahead or behind ADP, so they drop 12 or more spots, it's you have an 84% edge mm. over the rest of the tournament players who are drafting this player. Because typically this player isn't going to drop. You know, the average draft position is a really strong indicator of where a player is going to go. And I think that is also on the flip side. If you are reaching too much, you're giving up value in your drafts. And so when it comes to value-based drafting, you need to consider, you know, just because this guy is in my plans or I don't have a strong player take on him, maybe that's your opportunity to sprinkle in some shares of this player at a good price. What's up, gang? We are back, and we're ready to hit the one o'clock games with our guest, Corey Parson. Let's just bring the man on right now. Erndog, let him in the room. Let's get going. And also, Corey, I cool. know. Uh, Corey, what's up, my dude? I know, up, I, up, man? I know I told cool. you. That commercial was long, Coop. <laughs> that commercial, that FFPC commercial know, was dude. long, and they was talking about EV. We're EV skipping picks. the second one. Yeah, we're skipping. And, uh, we're skipping the second they talk about EV picks. <laughs> I know. We're skipping second commercial day. We got too much to do. Also, Corey, I know I told you we're doing one o'clock games only, but I I was looking at I was doing the 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 primetime games myself in the first segment. I'm like, why am I talking about the Cowboys when I could bring the fantasy exec on Cowboys man himself? So let's start with that one real quick. Cowboys Sunday night at Giants. Annual uh, tradition. Right, of course, dude. As uh, what is Collinsworth said that if they could have every game be the Cowboys on Sunday night, every game would be it, right? Yeah, but uh, I wouldn't like to see that though because you know, I'm by time, sometime doing Sunday night football coop, I, I take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I did the morning show with you, Corey. I know you, I know your nap schedule, dude. It's one of many. So, so listen, listen, yeah, I know, right? So, listen. Um, it's, this is about this really, this game boils down to the the Cowboys defense versus the Giants offense. And I think that's a battle that's going to be won by the Cowboys defense every time. Um, they have had trouble with Giants guarding and taking care of Micah Parson. And I think he's going to probably wreck their game plan again. Last I saw that number was still sitting three and a half. It's probably going to close there too. Like, even with that hook hanging out there on Monday Night Football, it's hard to take the Giants. I think the Giants are improved, you know, from what they were a couple years ago. I just think the middle of the NFC is not really equipped for the top of the NFC. Right. Like, honestly, man, the – and, again, you and I, we're both kind of on the commanders as well, but the Eagles and Cowboys are just – on a different level, man. Uh, this division will be a bloodbath this year, but I just think the Cowboys, with everything they've set up, and bringing in Brandon Cooks, which uh, super underrated aspect of the game, being able to stretch the field and do all that. Uh, yeah, I'm. I 
I can't take the Giants in this one. So I'm willing to bet the Cowboys. Uh, for fantasy purposes, uh, it's you know, I've seen where Daniel Jones' numbers looks like they're popping for underdog. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I don't, I, I, and maybe they're running some kind of promotion that night with both quarterbacks, maybe. But, yes. Um, they, they do it like, for all the primetime games the early so on. It looks like Daniel Jones. Maybe that. Maybe that's why I, that number popped up in green on my optimizer. But it looks like Daniel Jones. He's probably going to have to throw a lot. I can imagine that being the case. Listen, I think Dallas's offense is going to be efficient. A lot of Tony Pollard, but when Dak does throw, it's going to be throws that are worth something. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can see in a perfect world Dak can go twenty or twenty-eight with three touchdown passes. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. But yeah. they don't. They don't need no, no more. No more Dalton Schultz. Too. <laughs> no more Dalton. Yeah, the hitters. <laughs> Hey, he said he's not throwing <laughs> as many this year, Corey. Right? Yeah, good luck. Uh, you believe yeah, that? No, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's like no more Dalton Schultz. I don't think the you know people keep telling me you know Jake Ferguson this and Hendershot and and Schoonmaker. I don't. I think you're right, Corey, that they want to go away from the dink and dunk and really the fast pace, just kind of you know keep it moving, go crazy, and and go more of an efficiency route. Like, like what, you know, do you do with Aaron Rodgers where he slows the game down yeah. and we, when the plays happen, they're meaningful chunk plays, right? So, yeah, but you have to manage the game with Prescott is one thing that we've learned, you know, and if you can manage the game with Prescott, that makes it good. That's why Kellen Moore not being the offensive, Kellen Moore don't care about managing the game. Kellen Moore trying to get first downs and, bring, and, and put up big yardage numbers so he can look good to be a head coach one day. But when you're a head coach, Coop, it's different. You don't not you're not worried about first downs. You're worried about wins. In order to win the football game, the quarterback got to throw the ball to the people with the star on the helmet. You know what I'm saying? And I think McCarthy taking over the reins is going to yeah. slow the team down and um and let them play at a pace to where you can let that defense set the tone, but still be efficient on offense. At least I hope that's what the case is. And as far as the Giants go, I I, I worry. You know, oh, Saquon Barkley is the best player on the Giants. Saquon Barkley is the reason why. Saquon Barkley this, Saquon Barkley that. Don't think that Saquon Barkley – I think you may see Daniel Jones emerge as the best player on the Giants. I mean, the guy ran for 700 yards last year. And the the lines I'm seeing on, you know, sites like Underdog and – and uh, and DraftKings, they're setting that the over under like 575 rushing yards. I'll take that all day in fantasy football. Yeah, yeah, I take that. So you go, okay, we're we're starting. I mean. I know. Say what you will about Dak. We're you're, if you have him, you're starting him this week. You start Lamb. You start Pollard. You start Barkley. You start Waller. After that, uh, I mean, Daniel Jones is definitely an option. Are you starting? I mean, where where do you land on guys like Brandon Cooks, Isaiah Hodgins, Michael Gallup? Are they flex worthy, or are you kind of wait and see yeah, on those? Guys? Yeah, I think I think if you if you have a league where you start three wide receivers and a flex, I think Brandon Cooks can be a guy that's wide receiver three, all flexible. I think I said that earlier. You look at the role T.Y. Hilton had in those couple games he played last year. Brandon Cooks will have a similar role this year. Uh, and then Brandon Cooks is going to be a guy that can stretch the field, get deep down the field. He's had years where his yards per catch was up there above 16, 17. He is that type of player. Um, maybe not no more as much as that the depth of, of, the, of that target. But I think he is startable. Now, will I go as deep as putting Deuce Vaughn in starting lineups this week? Probably not. Yeah, unless you're in a maybe, 16 maybe, team. Maybe single game DFS slate? Yeah, oh, something like that. Uh, you know, a shot because he could yeah. break one. You know what I'm saying? Hell, he might be able to break two. 
the kind of wiggle heat and electricity that we'll he has. Up. Real quick, Scott um, Kobe in the chat asked, "What do you think about the back, the running back situation?" So you you'd rather have uh, you'd rather have Deuce Vaughn than Rico Dowdle? Sounds like. Yeah, I would. I'd rather go Deuce over Rico, and I think Rico's good. I even like Malik Davis. I think all the backs can run, and the Cowboys' offensive line is going to be elite again this year. Um, so as long as they can stay healthy, they continue to draft strong up there. Everybody's paid now. Everybody's happy. And so um, I look at it that way. So I think any back you put in there, but as far as getting the touches, it'd be Rico and Deuce to go along with TP. And I would say that Tony Pollard is probably the team's Lock best fan. Yeah, he's, he's so dialed in right now. All right, let's get to the 1 o'clock games. Uh, first one here, Panthers at Falcons. I know that you kind of – I know you, you're supportive of the Panthers, right? You've made that pretty clear. Yeah, I, 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 we would we we backslide a little bit. Frank Wright in that zero and three preseason. Frank Wright better get his act together. But so uh, Falcons favored by three. You willing to uh, take any action on this one? Over under is two forty two and a half. I would. So is the the hook is going uh, now? Depends where you look. Depends where you look. Uh, last, I would buy the hook and take the Panthers with the. It's three a three points, point yeah. game. It's a three point game. It's a three point game. Um. That's how these two teams play. These two teams play three-point games. It'll be a close back-and-forth game. Atlanta probably has more talent on the roster. If Atlanta can cause re- can create disruption with their front against the Panthers line, it can make things difficult for uh, for Young in his debut. If they can get him blocked, I think Young will be able to show you something. Um, You know what Atlanta's going to do. They're going to run the football, play solid defense to the best of their ability. Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith, much like Mike Vrabel, very good at situational football. But all in all, this is an Atlanta win, but a but a, but a, uh, a Carolina cover. I don't know about you. I have no interest in betting the over on this one. I no, I have no interest in betting yeah, the game. Period. I agree. Uh, must start your yeah. fantasy. Bijan is in there for me. Miles Sanders. I, if he's go, if he's go, I'm starting him where I have him. It just based on what I paid to get him, I'm I'm starting him. Drake London's a start. Kyle Pitts is a start. Uh, if you were going to pick one of the Panthers wideouts, uh, Chark, Thielen, Mingo, you got to get them in a lineup. Oh boy! Uh, like the, for, the thing is, for DFS, I look at it and it's like these guys where they're priced. It, it, if you can, if you can make it work with one of these guys, it really helps the lineup. But I don't know. If you had to pick one, where would you go? Man, it's so difficult right there because it's so many ways that you can like theories on young quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Young quarterbacks generally like to target the true number one, but Carolina does not have a true number one. So then, but you do have a veteran, a veteran who is known for running quarterback friendly routes like Adam mm-hmm. Thielen. And then you have Hayden Hurst, who is very interesting yeah. to me. Like that's going to be a guy that I'm going to keep an eye on this week. See what his target share looks like. He could be a name that pops up with the waiver wire last week. If I had to go with a, with a with a with a with a, with a wide receiver though, I go Thielen because he's yeah. I love Hayden Hurst is the guy from this crew that I was saying drafting fantasy simply because if the targets are split even between all these guys, one of them you can start at tight end. He's got the positional scarcity, right? Like we did the same yeah, thing with Evan Ingram last year. It's like if it's all equal, one of these guys is much more valuable than the other. And that and that and that would make Hurst the guy. I think we got to see it first, but you could be bold and put him out there right now if you're trying to knock down a big one. Oh yeah. But um, he is he he. All reports say that he is going to be a big part right, of that. Right. Offense. And you talk about your rookie quarterback narratives. We're talking a smaller guy. The line is going to be, uh, you know, collapsing as we've kind of seen a little bit. 
maybe they do. He, he does just lean into the the big target running the shorter routes. So you know, Hayden Hurst on the radar. They got to move him around in the pocket. I hope Frank Wright don't get the quarterback killed. If so, Nick Saban gonna come down there. Yeah. And take <laughs> All right, let's move to the uh, the next game with a rookie quarterback. Uh, Texans at Ravens. Uh, I'm not sure what you've been seeing. The Ravens right now they opened at ten. Now it's at nine and a half. Uh, over under 44. Is there anything exact? You see anything from a gambling standpoint there? Yeah, you take the take the points with the Houston Texans, and I know that sounds crazy, but I think in the in Lamar Jackson's career, this feels right. Ten and eighteen ATS as home favorites. They win the game, but they don't cover the spread. Baltimore is overvalued when they're a home favorite. So I would take the 10, maybe buy the hook at 10 and a half with the Texans. It's not the ideal bet to make on week one of the season, right? But it's the correct bet to make. That's all the numbers yeah. point to, to um, Har- Harbaugh has Harbaugh, he's spread. been such a play to the level of your opponent coach. Hasn't he too? Like when it's a bad yeah. team, they're like they just barely win. When it's a good team, they just barely win, right? It's like they they play up or play down. So I'm with you on that. I like that. You you, you last year I remember criticizing them every week, and but and then they right, winning yeah. the game. Like I was criticizing the team that was Real, eight and three, and I was like, well, how come they keep winning? But you know that's the kind of the greatness of Harbaugh and Lamar yeah, Jackson for sure, man. So I'm with you on that. Uh, I, and again, it's also a brand new offensive coordinator, totally different offense. They're not, you know, they got the fullback playing offensive line. Could be some jitters there. So uh, for me, must starts in fantasy, really just Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews. Um, definitely starting those two guys. Where are you at on Dobbins and Pierce in this game? Uh, I think you put both of them out there. I mean, I'm ready to see what Dobbins is. Yeah. Listen, we get our first look at Dobbins. If Dobbins is the real deal, right, and you got him in a draft, you're going to feel real good next Monday morning. You know what I'm saying? Because cool, Dobbins, if Dobbins gets going, he could be a game changer. His he career could be yards per carry is like seven. It's like six. <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, here's yeah. what I'm interested in is what if, like, so Greg Roman, you go back and you look at um, the best example. Look at Frank Gore's stats, right? He was averaging like, mm-hmm. remember he was having like 50, 60 receptions a year. And then Greg Roman became the OC for a four-game stretch, and he was averaging 15 receptions. What if Todd Monkey yeah. just says, hey, we're going to actually throw to the running back. And now J.K. Dobbins is a guy running for five, 5.5 yards of carry, and he's catching even just 30, 40 balls. Dude, he'll, he'll crush it. And then the type of, the type of talent right. that he is, too. Like, he's super-duper talented. Like, he's the type of guy that can run back that can put a team on his back when he's healthy. When he was playing at his best, you saw an elite-level talent. You know what I'm saying? Health, obviously, premium. Seems like he's got his sit-in, taken care of, whatever. It's fine with the money. Baltimore goes into this season whole. Coop, they got to make it to the AFC Championship game. If not, it's a problem. If they have good health, if they're blessed with good health, what up, Chris? If they're blessed with good health throughout the course of the season, then they should be in the AFC Championship game. They need to be because the quarterback got paid, right? The quarterback got his money. Now the team looks healthy. Let's see you take it. You gotta you gotta prove that you're better than the Bengals. Yeah, and for the, the first time, they have depth. I mean, even they have Tyler Huntley just in case. They have Isaiah Likely just in case. They finally have three wide receivers instead of having one or none. So I mean, it's all there. It's all there. Uh Dalton Schultz, 
And the thing with Dobbins is Dobbins can operate where Jackson likes yeah. to operate in the middle of the field. Dalton Schultz, a guy I may be starting if you need him. It's such a boring play, but I mean, hey, same thing we talked. It's literally the same thing we talked about with Hayden Hurst. It's copy and paste what I just said about Hayden Hurst, right? For yeah. Dalton Schultz. Yeah, same uh, thing. Pick one yep. for me, Corey. Rashad Bateman, Odell Beckham Jr., Zay Flowers. Give me the give me the give me the yeah. new guy. He looked good, man. He's yeah. yeah none of these guys didn't it. play during preseason. Lamar didn't play. Odell didn't play. Uh, you know, Bateman didn't play. So flowers look good. Uh, and then pick one. I know it's gross. This is more of a DFS play, but give me one of uh, Nico Collins, Robert Woods, John Mechie, and we'll get off this game. I know, dude. Oh, <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, what you know, it's this uncertainty. The week one uncertainty you can get if you hit pick the right guy. You're getting them for crazy cheap, and it could it could be big money on uh on something like DFS. I'll throw I'll throw Tank Dell in there too. Let's go with the uh let's go with the um let's go. I, I got Nico Collins. I think I, I'm going to go with the post hype sleeper yeah. Nico. Collins. I think you got it because he spoke to like we we talked last year. This time he was being talked up a lot, and then it didn't really right. happen. So, you know, it, you know, let's not forget about yeah, him. I'm with year. you, man. I think that the one thing is they're going to use a fullback. So if uh, the Andrew Beck played like every snap of the starters this preseason, whatever the two wide receivers are could be pretty consolidated. But let's get out. Let's no more Texans wide receivers. Let's go. Right. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Bengals. Let's wait for some. Here's a game with some fancy relevant players. Corey, maybe the most this this game might have the most must start players. Bengals Browns. Great game. Uh, I, last I checked, and again, you're more plugged in on this side of it than I am, Corey. Uh, I got Bengals at minus one. Is that what you're seeing? They flipped that number. Fl- well, it wasn't, it's, that's the that number is coming down. That number it was, was two, two and a half. half. Now that's yeah. coming down. So I got the Bengals. Do favorite. not be surprised if that game goes off with the Browns being the favorite. Yeah, I mean, it's close enough, and and the Brown, Browns are at home. I I, I kind of like betting the Browns here, man. I think the Bengals. There's a lot of I don't know. Just they went to. I, I think you got to be. You got to be brave. You got to be brave to take the Browns to the window. But it's the. But I, it's feeling like it's the right play. To be honest with you, and this is what like like nobody else really knows this or or remembers this. Like the Browns own the Bengals. I believe like the Browns are like five and yeah. one or have like something crazy like four straight wins over the Bengals or something like that. So the Browns kind of have right. their number. For real. So it's kind of like. You know, you think this is a cakewalk for the big bad Bengals. Oh, no, this AFC North is going to be this AFC North is going to be hell this year. And um, the Bengals and the Browns, this is going to be a close game. It's probably going to be a one point game. I don't want to take this one to the window, Coop. If I do, I'm going with the Browns. This sounds I, crazy. No, I, too, that sound. but I think what people get hung up on is the idea that picking the Browns to win this game means you think that the Browns are a better team all season long. You know no, what I mean? Exactly. The ability exactly. to win the first game of the year in your own house. I'll take that, mm-hmm. man. You're not saying the Bengals, the Browns are better than the Bengals. You're saying they can be for one day. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they, and they have, have been them. like five of the last six times they played. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So, they, I, think they, I think it may be a five-game winning streak, the Browns yeah. over the So, Bengals. in this game, man, and I'll, I'll just rattle them off. Stop me if you, if I, you come across a name that you wouldn't start in your fantasy team week one. Uh, Joe Burrow, Deshaun Watson. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Amari Cooper, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, David Njoku. 
I mean, st- I'll just keep going. And you just say stop when I get to a name that you wouldn't start. I mean, I'm starting all those guys. Uh, Elijah Moore. Now, tell me why Elijah Moore makes the list. Elijah Moore is the player that I'm having the hardest time dealing with. It's like when I'm in, when I'm on the clock, and it always feels like, okay, he's right there. And do I like take Brandon Cooks again, or do I take Elijah I Moore? You I'm not know taking what I'm saying. Him, so that that's where I draw the line too. And to be honest, like the bet that I've placed, like with my drafts, with my rankings, with everything, the bet I've placed is that I'm in on Amari Cooper and David Njoku, and I'm out on the other pass catchers. So Donovan Peoples. All right, I'm uh, cool with that. My thing is, I, I want to get the tight end before I get to the Njoku range. But let's see how it starts. He's like my all flag yeah. football team. Like, you know, he needs to play. He doesn't need to play with a, with a tackle because he's spent too much time. Listen, you're the tight end guy, so I defer No, but to you're him. right, though. Like, you you do not – we want these guys playing the slot. I look at this guy, man, and I, I would I would love for them to just have him be a full-time route runner, but you're right. Like, when you're built the way that guy is built, we look at it and say, get him the football, and coaches look at it and say, this guy can kick some guy's ass. Like, let's have him block. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Let's have him – yeah, let's have him block. Him for real, or at least try. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and then, you know, the probably – this is a name that he gets drafted in every single fantasy draft, and I just don't know when, where and when you start him. But Tyler Boyd, man, where are you at with Tyler Boyd these days? He's like he, – Tyler Boyd is – he's an excellent – he might be one of the best insurance policies as a wide receiver in, in, a, in fantasy. Like if something happens to Higgins or Chase, Tyler Boyd can step right in and be a player on par with those guys. He doesn't get the snaps now and the recognition because those are two elite level wide receivers. But Tyler Boyd can put up some numbers to himself. Now, you will start Tyler Boyd in case of an injury, and you will start Tyler Boyd as a wide receiver three or a flex in the bye weeks. Like when you have those hellacious bye weeks, that's really what you have him on your team for. He also could be the first guy to hit the way over. 100%. Irv Smith Jr. is a guy I'm not starting. I will add – I, I almost forgot to mention that David Njoku this week for, uh, you know, for season long, it is what it is. But for this week, I'm starting him in DFS in a lot of places. He's crazy cheap on DraftKings. And people forget that the Bengals, they lost both their starting safeties. They lost Jesse Bates and they lost Von Bell. Those two players led this defense in snaps last year. Number one and number two playing 97 and 98% of the snaps. Losing those two guys, man, I know they did their best to replace them, but uh, in over the middle of the field, somebody could could sneak away. So, uh, Dave and Joku, I'm I'm putting in some lineups, and the, the real the real reason is he's super cheap. He's crazy cheap. Like you look around, yeah. and it's like he's like half the price of Tyler Higby. Who you know, I would I like the idea of Higby, and we'll talk about that later. But I mean, Joku's like free, so uh, that's a free one for you guys. The rest are going to be behind the paywall at FantasyAlarm.com if you want those tight end DFS plays. Let's move on to let's do Jags and Colts here, man, because this is a fun one. Uh, Anthony Richardson starting, yeah. First, uh, I got the Jags at minus three and a half favorites, uh, over under th- 43 and a half. That sound right to you, Corey? Yeah, that's about right. It's a tough one right here to handicap. It's probably one of the tougher games of the week right. to handicap. Everything inside of me wants to take the hook with the Colts, right? Because I think we're getting a little bit carried away with Jacksonville. But this is if I was to go to the window with this one, this would probably be – I can see me – this is, I can see an AFC parlay. I'll tell you who the other team I knew you were going to say parlay. I, I don't but know I why, Corey. I knew you were going par- to say parlay on this one. Yeah. It's the Jags money line. It's another money line. I'll, well, yeah. if we get to it, I'll yeah, let okay. you know. All right. We'll keep that, keep that in the book. You've got it. You've got it half. 
Or maybe it's a three teamer. Right now it's a two teamer. Maybe we find another Jack's money line there. And we're gonna and we gonna play it too. We're gonna play three favorites. Because it always works. With these ones, the over under's tough, man, because when you start a rookie mobile QB, you know, it could just be a walk in the park, you know. So I divisional divisional unders is a thing. I mean, yeah. Unders, but but Dan, you gotta look this cult team. We don't know what this cult team is. So like I'm taking the under the you know divisional under is a thing. The next time, this time we don't know what yeah. they are. So this one's tough for the must starts. Like if you drafted Trevor Lawrence, you're starting Trevor Lawrence. Uh, you're dra- you're starting Travis Etienne if you drafted him where you drafted him. Um, Calvin Ridley, Michael Pittman. Uh, I imagine in the you know your typical three wide receiver flex league, you got to get him. You got to get him in there, right? If you you like Ridley or yeah, Pittman better. This a, I would go Ridley over too. Pittman. We just don't know. We do. We don't know. Interesting. You know? Who, who, Lawrence or Richardson? I so I actually I said it in segment one in one of my leagues I drafted Anthony Richardson and Dalton Kincaid as my QB one and tight end one and I'm benching both this week I'm starting uh, Jared Goff and Sam Laporta over him so if I okay. went, yeah I'm we cool you and I that. talked about this core where we were like the only situation we draft two QBs in a one QB league is the Anthony Richardson right and so yep. if you did do that. You drafted that other QB for a reason, and you probably got like Cousins or Rodgers. Start that guy this one week. Best case scenario, Anthony Richardson is who we think he is, and then you've got 16 more weeks to start, and you are either king. Yeah, you don't want to miss. I remember, I remember Cam Newton's first start when, I mean, like his fantasy going into that week, he was a bit like quarterback 29, quarterback 30, and he had like he dropped like 38 fantasy right. points right yeah. out the gate. And everybody said he wasn't going to do it again. And the next week he dropped exactly. like 40. And everybody was like, okay, it's well, time to put him in your lineup. Like it's not possible. But I watched Deshaun Watson. Deshaun oh, Watson yeah. is the same thing. He can go, he can yeah. go so, crazy. Tell you what. Um, Watson was Thursday night to start the week. They put him in the game, and he had that long touchdown run. And after that, it was like this guy's a fantasy star. If he didn't get hurt, if he didn't get hurt, we would he would have changed the way we think about rookie QBs and what, what they're capable of. Because he – that's right, because he did. And if he if he played the whole year and finished as you know QB five, then we would I think it would really to this day would change the narrative of how we think about these rookie QBs. So what I'm doing is if I drafted Goff and Richardson like I did, I'm starting Goff in my real league and I'm throwing Richardson in a DFS lineup just to hedge my bets and root for the guy. And then best case scenario, now you're looking now you're looking to trade Goff after he plays in a 54 point over under game and Richardson's your guy. So he Goff, I mean Richardson. Like he's going to be popular in DFS yeah. this weekend because I was talking with Scott Fish and Scott Fish was like, "You never know, this guy could break the score." Good, and he he's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he broke the combine. Uh, okay, next game. Oh, uh, before we go, uh, do you have any? Are you starting any Colts running back? Like, if Zach Moss plays or doesn't? I have to because I'm I'm a risk taker. I'm like Jerry Jones, I'm a wildcatter. <laughs> so I got some Jonathan Taylor teams out there. So it's gonna be it's gonna be at least one yeah, Deion Jackson in my line. Honestly, I I do have. I'm, hey, cool. I'm not happy about <laughs> I know, that. I know. Yeah, but you gotta go big, man. I'll tell you, I I'm rooting for Zach Moss to not play because I do have Deion Jackson. If it makes my life easier if he doesn't play, so uh, you know, get get well soon, Zach Moss. Sometime around week five. Uh, okay, next game: Bucks Vikings. I got the Vikes uh, looking like minus six and a half over under forty five and a half. Should be. Uh, you know, where we like to live for fantasy football, right? These Some of these games over-under is like 40, 39. Don't love it. 45 to 50 
and obviously anything above that. That's good. Yeah, that's a spot. Right so there. uh you taking any action on the line, six and a half? Or did, no, no I can't. I can't with these. No, I, I, I'm not I don't know what this is right here. I have to see this. And then who the, the Vikings are playing um because Washington is in Washington has Arizona. It's the Vikings Bucks, have it's um, Bucks going to Minnesota. Tampa. Yeah, yeah the zone. Vikings have Tampa. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I don't like yeah. I would listen. The Vikings are interesting for Survivor this week, right? But man, you got to have a lot of guts to put your Survivor I, on I Kirk Cousins. Well, how do you how do you play that? How do you play that? By the way, because the the best I've ever done is just taking the the slam dunks, but I've never won because I don't do I don't take enough. It's almost like you want to rip the bandaid off early picking games like this, though. No, Corey, like when are you going to pick? Some of these teams again, you know, like no, it was we, we don't want to change the content. So it's like, yeah, no, you know what? Who you just got to make it to the, the, the see. I don't worry about a strategy when it comes to Survivor. The strategy is yeah. to make it to the next truly, league. Truly. You know what I'm saying? But I, I would watch. Be I'm wary of divisional matchups. Right? It's something I think you have to be wary of. Obviously, you'd be wary of road teams. And you kind of want to get a history between the two teams. Like, I can see some people in Survivor this week being like, you know what, I'm going to take Joe Burrow in, in the Bengals against the lowly Browns, not knowing that the Browns beat them five times in a row. So I think you got to pay attention to stuff like that. But I think Minnesota is going to be a popular Survivor pick this week, but Kirk Cousins yeah. may not be popular in Survivor. So he is Monday just morning. that guy. He digs such a hole for himself every time, and then then it shoots his way out of it. Right? Like that's how he plays. Yeah, but but do but do the Buccaneers have enough mm, to compete? Losing See, losing Jensen yeah. again for probably for done for the career. Unfortunately, um, hey, speaking of having some awareness, I just realized that we are doing we are so far behind schedule. Let's let's rip through these games here. We got uh, this game honestly. You're starting everybody, J.J., Hawk, Godwin, Evans, Rashad White. Uh, the questions are Alexander Madison, Jordan Addison. Do you have any interest in starting those guys in, in regular lineups or DFS this week? What is Alexander Madison? I don't know. Dude. Why do – why – I went – Madison, when it came to handcuffs, he was an elite handcuff. I traded Alexander Madison for C.D. Lamb a couple wow. years ago. Like the Dalvin Cook, the Dalvin Cook owner had like an injury problem and he wanted Madison. But now it's like now that he got the job, the community yeah. hates him. So I'm like, why are we all out on? Like, I don't know. So I'm asking. It's, it's it, you know what it is. It's the it's the efficiency nerd stat community that they look at Tony Pollard and Alexander Madison. That's very similar. But when you look at the the behind the scenes numbers, the expected fantasy points, the you know all the machine learning stuff, it basically says that Tony Pollard's awesome and Alexander Madison isn't. But like you said, whenever these guys got to play. For the most part, they were awesome. Madison had a couple bad games, but I mean, how many times was he the wide the RB one or RB two overall for the entire slate when he started? So, listen, if I I be having him on my bench, and then Dalvin Cook get hurt, yeah. I'd be like, yes, and then he go off right. every time, and now he got the job. Everybody, like, I know, man. I don't they, know. I don't understand they get, that. They, they get and they get infatuated with these guys like Ty Chandler and all these guys. I mean. They, Dwayne McBride got cut. They drafted a RB and cut him. So it's still the same dudes. So yeah, it's the same dudes that were there last year. No, you 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 play him, and I think you play Madison as well. I think Addison is going to improve as as the year goes on. We KJ Osborne just go away. 
it would be it would yeah, it would exactly, be great. Exactly. You know what would be awesome for this team for this for fantasy is if they would just use they pay Josh Oliver a lot of money, just use him all the time and just have him in there yeah, and let Hawk and Addison and JJ run like crazy. That would be nice. I would love that. Yep. All right, Saints t- Titans at Saints. Saints, I've got them uh, minus four, uh, over under four and a half. So kind of gross. Oh, I would take the four points. Like the, Titans. the Titans. The Titans, you just don't beat the Titans. The Titans will, will fight to the bitter, especially early in the season like this. Vrabel going to have them. Re- this is this is probably the most lopsided coaching matchup yeah. this week. Agreed. It, it, but then again, who do Staley play? Chargers play. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, this is lopsided. Um, because Mike Vrabel is fantastic. And his counterpart this week, I think, is a is a, right. is a buffoon. He's definitely on the hot seat, um, Dennis Allen. He needs to be. He could be. I saw odds for the first. Well, no, that was the odds for the first quarterback to get benched this year. Yeah, I th- I actually think it's going to be Russell. Ooh, Wilson. That's a spicy that's one. A, like, four, that's like forty to one. Eesh. I think it's going to be easy. Going to be Wilson. I got Russell Wilson. Look out now, Stafford, as. As the first quarterbacks to get yeah, benched, this could year. happen. I mean, um, uh, but yeah, I mean, they—they—if you really sit down and look at it, the Titans kind of have the best players in this game. Derrick Henry, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, Jeffrey Simmons is a monster, right? Like, Traylon Burke. Yeah. You know what I mean? They got the better head coach as well. Now you are enamored with the the offensive pieces: Olave, Thomas, Carr. I think the Saints win the game, but the, 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 they're going to have to. This is not going to be. Don't use this no, no. Anyway, no, no. <laughs> because you will yeah, draw whoa, back. Whoa. Let's go back to that um, parlay. What if we do a little Jags Titans parlay action, man? Jags Titans. I was I was gonna go with another okay. favorite. Oh yeah, I guess they um, are dogs. Yeah, no, I they're not. I don't think they're gonna win this game, but I think they're gonna be very competitive. Um, and and I think as far as like, what is is Jamal Williams? Yeah, yes, I think. What if he what if he scored the first touchdown of the season? Would well, that would be Wouldn't so be ideal, right? <laughs> like the season, the season starts. And you I see love him doing his thing, dude. Naruto run or whatever. He's that would you'd be like, yeah. oh my goodness. Andrew Miller's hurt every other day. I I just following yeah. whether he's hurt currently or not has been a chore. So I'm just gonna wait. They may not have enough pieces to listen. I, I, I'm, I'm taking the yeah. Titans. I'm taking. I'm taking All the right. Titans. I'm actually. I probably bet yeah. that. Uh, okay. Uh, well, before we move on, Michael Thomas in or out? I'm I'm in still. I'm in. I'm gonna, but I'm gonna wait and see. The where you drafted him, you don't have to even start him. So I'm not gonna start him this week. True, you're right. He's he's disappointed enough to where you know. I don't think he wants to be in New Orleans yeah. anymore. I mean, he's got five. They set his contract up so that he gets ten million, but he gets fifteen with the incentives. So are they kind of they're they're putting giving him five million reasons to to care this year. Uh, okay. Last. Let's see. Last. One o'clock. You mind just hanging through the end of the show and just wrapping the last couple games? Can you hang, Corey? My sure, man, let's, let's go, it. dude. This one is yeah, nine this minutes. one's interesting. 49ers at Steelers, and it's full of quote unquote must start players for fantasy football, but the over under set at 40, 40 and a half. So maybe not Yeah, because you got top guys as far as guys like, you know, you're gonna start um guys like Harris is gonna start and Everybody loves Pickens and Firemuff is a starter. You're not going to start Kenny Pickett, but I think he'll yeah. be the guy that's really going to improve, uh, impress. Yeah, I want to say, Corey, I want to say know. that the fantasy exec, the the, they, the the market must be listening to you because when we, you and I yeah. last talked about this game, the line was at like three and a half, at least three, but it's coming closer and closer together. They're listening to the exec on Mike Tomlin. Are you still willing to go Steelers money line yet? 
Steelers money well, line here, and I would do it soon. I, Steelers at some point before kickoff, I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers became the favorite. I mean, it's the more I just Mike Tomlin, man, he's just a, he's that dude. And you know what? I, I gotta mention four, four or five straight week one wins, I think four straight week one yeah. wins. Mike and that's that's the sign of a good coach is that like you, his teams are just ready. The standard is, is the standard, and I gotta say, well, because cool, you can you can yeah. prepare. You have the whole off season to prepare for one team. You see what I'm saying? So we know we're going to be good at least this week. Yeah, for sure, man. So and again, like I followed you on Coach Prime and Colorado, so I'm following you on this one too, man. Like. Hey, that was a hell of a you know that money line was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yes, and then I gave it all right back too, the rest yeah. of the night. Those are the ones where I turn to my wife and I'm like, look at this, huh, Corey? Look at it. Yeah, this is fun. No, isn't no it? listen, I was I was kind of nervous. Like I stopped. Watching yeah, I, mean, yeah. I was like, I like I was like it was a cowboy game. Yeah, I was that nervous, was it. But I'm, they 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 are they got that money line done, and now you can forget about trying to catch yeah. plus eight hundred. I'm in, man. Dude. Before <laughs> Sunday morning, I'm just gonna tee up Coach Prime speeches before I go on my shows, bro. Because oh, he's got me fired up. He's like, we ain't coming. We here, right? Like that. That stuff yeah, had me man. fired up. Uh, I mean, I mean, it's like so. CMC, you're starting him. Najee, you start him. Deontay yeah. Johnson, you start him. If you drafted Kittle, you start him. Yeah. Fryermuth, Ayuk. I mean. Ayuk and Debo, like, you almost have to start everybody, even though it's supposed to be a low-scoring game. Uh, George Pickens, George Pickens yeah. do you draw the line there? You got him in there, too. I think you got to put George Pickens in there. He's he's going to be – people are excited to see what George Pickens can do. Like, he, him and him and, him and and Deontay Johnson are, are going back-to-back in drafts now. So, you know, really the, the hype machine for Pickens really took off. I don't have him anywhere. Now, I still probably got a couple of drafts left to go before we – you wind it down, you know what I'm saying? Rather be some best ball stuff. I probably try to hop in another auction, one yeah. more at least, you know, before the season start. With that being said, if the guys that I get in, that I have that I haven't uh, have a chance to get yet, like Bijan and George Pickens, they'll probably yeah, make. You got to do the auctions to to grab a couple last last minute auction to grab your guys. Just overpay. That's kind of the move. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. We yep. got to go quick here. Cardinals Washington. I honestly, I don't even think there's a there's not a must start player in the game at all. Uh, the over-under is 39. Washington's probably going to win pretty handedly. That's one more where I'm just more interested in seeing what happens, to be honest. Like, I want to know. Yeah, Arizona historically tank job. You know what I'm saying? Josh Dobbs, Clayton yeah. Toon. Washington is somebody I would consider for survival yeah. this week, too, but you put your money on. I, uh, uh, that, that, I, that could be a miserable this, test. Their schedule is so <laughs> bad, Washington, that I think I would pick. If you want to get cute, this is the one to pick. Washington to beat the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah. Like, can you imagine you rolling Washington out in your survival yeah. league? You know, yeah. Um, You'll know you did it yourself. I'm really curious to see the target share for Marquise yes. Brown, and I'm really interested to see what they do with Antonio. Yeah, Gibson can Why come out. Why do they hate him? Why do they hate him? I don't know what the deal with the Gibson thing is. It's weird to me. But the enemy don't care about anybody else no. in that organization. So apparently, he's like. He gonna he's moving him around. He's gonna use him. I want to see his u- usage. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Uh, Packers Bears. Uh, I mean, again, I we, if you had to start one of Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett, or Brock Purdy, who are you starting? Jordan Love, Kenny Pickett, Brock. Two QB league. Oh, Jordan Love. I think I like it, man. I think I like it, and it's only a two and a half. Bears only two and a half point favorites at home. Is that something right to you? 
to another game. Look, look for the uh, this might flip yeah. too. They're seeing some alerts. Some money hit this game this morning and dropped that pack a number back down to wow. one. That game might flip on Sunday morning too. You're starting to see some um some sharp money come in on the Green wow. Bay Packers. The Bears lost eight straight games. The, the worst team in the league last year. But everybody's <laughs> like, yeah, the That's Bears. And I'm they like, were the worst team in the league. They had the first pick. They lost eight games in a row right. last year. You know what I'm saying? Like, they what makes you think that they're going to people are optimistic about Kyler? I mean, Justin Fields, Kyler, Justin well, Fields for the fantasy, fantasy right? Team. The fantasy football that's what's mm-hmm. doing it. Uh, what about uh, Raiders, Broncos? We got Broncos favored three and a half. And again, I know you're you got money on Russell Wilson kind of blowing up, so I don't know. Yeah, underdog, Dogs, underdog. Yep. um, yeah, 100% yeah. the underdog in this one. As a matter of fact, I think the Raiders beat the Broncos twice last year. Yes, maybe them once. Okay, Dolphins, Chargers. This one's a good one. This might be yeah, the game of the week, right? I'm here. like, I'm loving this. There, that's the that's the that's the um the the, the parlay, yeah. Jaguars and and Chargers. Oh, you like the Chargers to win? Uh, the yes, uh. the Chargers. And I would, I don't know if I would lay the three with the Chargers. I might take the Chargers beat the Dolphins late in the year last year with Tua. That what you notice about the Chargers, despite their coach being a jackass, they play good at home. True, it is true. And that's the and that's the mo. They play. They don't have no fans. You know what I'm saying. So maybe they don't have to worry too much about getting booed at home because nobody don't be in the stands anyway. You know what I'm saying. At least they come to see the other team. So they probably used to getting booed in their building and to make a play harder. But I like um I like I like the Chargers on the money line. Could be it's going it's going to be a listen. And the AFC is going to be a dog fight every week. And this is going to be a dogfight. Like this game in week one, Coop has playoff. Yeah, it is. This honestly, there are three games I'm pumped for. The most pumped for, obviously, the first one, Chiefs game, Lions game, the Bills and Jets on Monday night. This is my. This is in that tier for me. Fifty point over under, man. Close game. A lot of fan. I have tons of guys going to fantasy. I have so much Waddle and Keenan Allen and Raheem Mostert. Right. It's like, and this is an easy one because like. It's pretty consolidated at the top. I feel no need to start Durham Smythe or even Gerald Everett or Quinn Johnson. Yeah, you know who the stars are. Like this is, I'm ready to be disappointed by this game. Uh, our, let's go on to a team you and I have both been on. Uh, the New England Patriots at home got the Eagles coming to town though, and that line opened at five. I'm seeing it at four now. Uh, dude, I, even as a Pats fan, I kind of think the Eagles are going to crush them. What do you think, man? The Eagles going to win. Now, that's it. Now, there's a, there's a team for Survivor right there, even though you don't want to go against Bill Belichick that's fine, and Survivor. That's fine. But the Eagles when are we, probably going to uh, come when you and me laid the money on Pat 7.5, this one was not one of the games. This, no, this, <laughs> this one was, one was not one of those eight <laughs> This one's on the other side, but that's okay. Uh, four, 45 and a half point over under. Not many guys you can trust. I mean, again, highly consolidated with who you're starting on the Eagles and on the Patriots. I mean, maybe Juju, obviously Ramondre, but I mean, I don't know, man. Not many Patriots I'm willing to trust. Kaseki's got the shoulder, so you can't really trust him or Hunter Henry. Is there anybody on the Pats that you that you're like maybe DFS that you're or just stay away? Don't care. Stay yeah, away. Agreed. All right, last one. Then we haven't hit on. We got the Rams going to Seattle. We got it. Go, got- Gotta go. Pick a, give me a give me a winner. Who wins that game? That's it. All right, yeah, that's it. Uh, you know who to start in that game. That's an easy one as well. JSN with the broken arm. 
that's it for us. Corey Parson, man, you're the man. Tell everybody where they can find your show that you got going on. Jason. You can find right here on the Better mm-hmm. Network in the morning time. Be up there rocking and rolling, getting y'all ready for the day. Let's go, baby. All right. That's it for the week one slate. And I will be back on Friday to give you my just my straight up week one rankings. We're going to make it easy for you guys. All right. Thanks, Corey. You're the man. And thanks for tuning in, everybody.